And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. Who's that strange-looking man behind you? That's Carl. I met him at the laundry, man. Sam Spade Detective Agency. Sam, sweetheart. I don't know what to do, Rabbi. Every night he listens to the radio. I can't keep him away. The Lone Ranger, uh, the Shadow, the Master Avenger. Uh, this is not good. It tends to induce bad values, false dreams, lazy habits. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> guys, guys, guys! Fellas, think we could listen to the radio or something? Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the astonishing Lisa Wolf. In this hour, Charles Boyer stars in a radio dramatization of the 1941 Paramount picture Hold Back the Dawn on the Screen Director's Playhouse. But it's time now for Is It Real or Is It Ridiculous? The Music Edition. Lisa will play clips from popular songs. I'll provide a statement about each song. And my job is to guess if that statement is real or if it's ridiculous. I did it like Jack Webb. Did you know Oh, right. While you play along at home. Right, Lisa? Well, you're close. Just the facts, ma'am. You're close. It is really ridiculous. But this is close the cold. Is only... I know. Hand, hand grenades, grenades and, and horseshoes. horseshoes. But this is real or ridiculous... <laughs> Cole Porter edition. Oh, yeah. We I are... love his cousin's shoes. Cole, Cole Hans, Hans shoes. shoes. I it wear only them works all the time. once. That's what I tell you. I wear you. them all the time. Hollywood 360, Carl and I are so thrilled to be participating in the Cole Porter Festival. So we are paying tribute to Cole Porter with our special segments. This segment is our Real or Ridiculous Cole Porter edition. And you can check out Porchlight Music Theater's celebration of the man and his music um, at porchlightmusictheater.org. Am I going to win a pizza? I hope not. All right. Did I not just bring a pizza this evening? Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm going to play some Cole Porter songs that have been covered by famous artists and you're going to tell me if this particular statement or covering by this artist is real or ridiculous. Okay. Here is the first song. I've got you under my skin. So this is I've Got You Under My Skin, written by Cole Porter in 1936, and this was introduced in the film Born to Dance, performed by Virginia Bruce. Okay. Now here's your statement. All right. This song was covered by Michael Buble. Is that real or ridiculous? Real. Let's listen. I've got you under my skin. That is absolutely correct. This is Michael Bublé singing I've Got, got you, you Under My Skin. Who sings better, him or me? Let's listen. Me. Because he's pretty darn great. You're so deep in my heart that you're really a part of me. Cause I've got you under my skin. This is your kind of song, what do you Carl, think, slow huh? and jazzy. Huh? Right. Tried so, so hard not to give in. Not to give in. You know, I said to myself, this affair ain't gonna go. All right, you got one. So one out of one. I'm one for one. Let's I'm a quarter of a way to a pizza. <laughs> quarter is right. Let's go to the next song. Miss Otis regrets she's unable to lunch today. 
This is Madam, called Miss Otis Regret. Miss Otis by Regret. Quarter, 1934. And first performed by Douglas Bing in High Diddle Diddle that opened in 1934. High Diddle Diddle. Like the cat in the fiddle. Okay. Now, here's your statement. All right. This song was covered by Josh Groban. Real or ridiculous? Um, real. Let's listen. Miss Otis regrets she's unable to lunch today. Not Josh Groban, he did not Miss Otis regrets she's unable to lunch today. But the cool, Fat Midler? Yeah. And she's sorry to be delayed. But last year... Let's get her on the show, but She'd be great. You know what? I bet she's listening right now. I know what I say. You bet. I bet. bet. You better. You better. You bet. You better. You bet. Better. You bet. Let's get her on. Let's do it. Bat Midler. Bat, give us a call, Hollywood 360. Bat Midler. Calling Bat Midler. Calling Bat Midler. Calling Bat Midler. That's right. Bat Midler. That's right. All right. So all right. No pizzas this week. Pizzas off the. All right. Here's your next full quarter tune. Hang on. I missed that one. Yes, you did. This is just one of those things written by Cole Porter for the 1935 musical Jubilee. Mm-hmm. This is a recording by Richard Himber. Okay. 1935. Here's your statement. This was covered by Louis Armstrong. Oh, yeah. Really ridiculous. True, real. Let's listen. Louis did it. It was just one, one of those things. This is absolutely Louis Armstrong. Just one of those, those craziest flings. Crazy things. <laughs> one of those bells that now and then rings. Oh, I got it. Just Good. one of those things. It was just one, one of those things. Nice. Got one more song for you. All right. Here we go. Just one of those I happen to like New York. I happen to like this town. I agree. I happen to I like, like New York by Paul Porter for the 1930 musical The New Yorkers. This is sung by Harold Lang in 1965. Hmm. Okay. All right. Here's your statement. Mm-hmm. This song was covered by Judy Garland. Real or ridiculous? Real. I got three out of four. This is Judy Garland, absolutely. I like this town. I like the city air. I like to drink of it. The more I know New York, the more I think of it. Toto, let's go back to Kansas. I happen to like New York. There's no place like home. All right. Thanks, Lisa Wolf. You're welcome. All right. When we come back, Charles Boyer stars in the Screen Director's Playhouse. So stay with us. That they should come so far from across the sea. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? 
Odds are it's going to hit your families too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform. Turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. All right. Well, you know what, Lisa? Screen Directors Playhouse. There were a lot of shows on the radio that uh, would take a movie and uh, kind of pare it down, chop it down to about 24 minutes, 25 minutes, and play it on the radio. And they did a great job. And this was probably one of the best Screen Directors Playhouse. They had great writers that, um, that did a super job. Um, and on this particular episode, Milton Geiger, who I licensed a lot of radio shows from over the years, Milton Geiger adapted the Paramount picture Hold Back the Dawn that starred Charles Boyer. So he is actually reprising his role from the film. And then the director, Mitchell Lyson, comes uh, to the station and to the uh, studio and talks about the making of the film. That's what made Screen Directors Playhouse a little different than the others. They had the uh, director of the film there as well. So let's go back to May 15, 1949, for a radio reenactment of Hold Back the Dawn, starring Charles Boyer on the screen, Director's Playhouse. From Hollywood, the NBC Theater presents... Screen Director's Assignment... Production, Hold Back the Dawn, director, Mitchell Lyson, stars, Charles Boyer, Vanessa Brown. The Hollywood screen directors present a story fashioned for the heart. Hold Back the Dawn, starring Charles Boyer with Vanessa Brown, and introducing the director of the film, Mitchell Lyson. Some weeks ago, the NBC Theater introduced one of Hollywood's most expert directors of motion picture comedy. Tonight, he is our guest once again, as we present a film story of a quite different character. Thus, an impressive versatility is limelighted by the contrast between comedy and romantic drama, two forms of entertainment vividly directed by the same artist. Ladies and gentlemen, the director of such excellent films as Lady in the Dark, Kitty, To Each His Own, and tonight's story... Hold Back the Dawn, Mr. Mitchell Lyson. Thank you, thank you. Hold Back the Dawn was a rather unusual film which tried to tell a story of how a motion picture is made. And that's how I happened to end up in front of the camera myself, managing somehow to act the part of a screen director named Mitchell Lyson. 
My job in the opening sequence was to listen as a fascinating rascal down on his luck tried to sell his story to motion pictures. Hold Back the Dawn is the story he told me. And now, Charles Boyer starring in his original role of George Iscavescu with Vanessa Brown as Emmy. On one side of the high-wire fence, standing in the desert heat, the stars and stripes flutter in the sunshine. For many waiting on the Mexican side, that flag is the goal. The soil it flies over, the dream. To George Iscovescu, barely within the law, international confidence man, gigolo, it merely means another people to exploit. But in his interview with the American consul on the Mexican side, George Iscovescu has met defeat for the third time in a year. Bewildered, despairing at last, Georges Iscovescu leaves the office of the council. A very relaxed, cynical stranger speaks to him as he comes into the waiting room. Well, how did it go, Iscovescu? Eh? I beg your pardon? Any luck this time? Luck? I must wait seven more years to enter the United States. Uh, the Romanian quota is very small. And very crowded. Yes, yes, I know that. But seven years, and this heat, this filth with these flies, and this prison sentence. Uh, what are your plans? Oh, I don't know. Find a cheaper hotel. Wait. Uh, try the Hotel Esperanza. Paint is peeling, the faucets drip. There are no shades on the light bulbs. But what do you expect at a dollar a day? If you can get a room. Is such a wretched place hard to get into? Uh, it's crammed with people wanting to get into the States. Hmm. Esperanza. Yeah, tell him I sent you. Who are you? Inspector Hammock. Inspector Hammock? Of the United States Immigration Department, yeah. Good luck, Iscovescu. you watch where you're driving? Why don't you watch where you're walking? Uh, you American tourists with your high-powered station wagons. This isn't a high-powered station wagon, and it isn't mine. I borrowed it from the school. You don't also deny that you are an American, do you? I gather you don't like Americans. Very little. Well, I'm sorry. Good day. And the next time, watch where you're... Oh, my station And the next time, madam... Watch where you're going. Oh, oh, what a mess. Good day. Bartender, tequila here. And now we present the dance sensation of the Riviera. Anita. And Discovesco. Anita. <laughs> well, good to see you again. How on earth? Wait, the last time we were together was in uh, 1939, in Cannes. Ah, you remember that. <laughs> oh, yes, of course. <laughs> Where are you staying, George? Oh, a charming drain pipe known as the Esperanza. I served time there. Oh, how long for your quota? I don't know. I didn't wait for my quota. How did you get in? Did you see this diamond ring? Magnificent. <laughs> I married an American, a jockey of all things. And what? And simple. 
marry an American and you get into the country in four weeks. It's as easy as that? This town is full of American women, George. Once over the border, you just get a divorce. Did you? Of course. In America, we could be wonderful together, George. Bartender, anything the lady wants. I must go. No, George, where? The village garage. I have a sudden definite interest in a wrecked station wagon there. Oh, excuse me, madam. What? Oh, it's you again. Yes, I had to come here. You see, I feel partly to blame for your car being here in the garage. Don't upset yourself about it. No, no, please. I'm very sorry to have helped uh, spoil your vacation. Weekend. I've only the weekend off from school. A student? Oh, no, I'm a teacher. Oh. In fact, I even borrowed the station wagon from school. And now look at it. Oh, I'm sincerely sorry. Well... I'd better make a phone call. My folks at home will be worried about me. Yes, yes, of course they will. Uh, Your parents and perhaps your husband? Oh, no, I'm not married. (laughs) My name is Iscovescu. I'm Miss Brown. George Iscovescu. Emmy Brown. (laughs) (laughs) That's much better now. You see, we Americans aren't really so awful. Miss Brown, would you take off your hat, please? Why... What an odd request. Wouldn't the school board approve? Well, all right. There. Amazing. Why? She had the same hair, only it was always blown by the wind that winter at St. Moritz. Who were you talking about? Miss Brown, you thought I was bitter when we met today. You weren't sweet. It was because I saw another woman in your face, Margot. Margot? Yes, Margot. Oh, that's over now. Keep looking at me, please. Ah, oh, it's like, like a clean, fresh mountain breeze on a stifling day. You're the strangest man. Perhaps the loneliest. Um, well, I, uh, think perhaps I'd better be looking for lodgings no. if I'm not going to spend the night in the no, marketplace. Let me try this Beranza. I have some influence there. Anita, what what are you doing in my room, Anita? I took the room next door, and the connecting door was unlocked. Oh, so you take the only remaining room in the hotel. No wonder Miss Brown must spend the night in a leather couch in the lobby. Miss Brown? Uh, Well, never mind. What do you want? I've been thinking about you, darling. Hmm? How you held me when we danced. Those jiggly eyes of yours. Your cold, selfish, scheming. Exciting. George, we could be wonderful together. Anita, you can help me. How? That uh, wedding ring on your finger. What do you want it for? Miss Brown? Of course. Time is short. I told you she's asleep on a couch in the lobby. I must speak to her. And I must have the ring. Understand? Uh-huh. Take it. <laughs> Thank you. Any means at all to accomplish our angels. Good luck with Miss Brown. <laughs> Amy, 
Oh. Oh, is it morning? No, but I've been sitting here all night, Miss Brown, watching you sleep on that couch. Oh, no. You've no right to be here. No, no right to be here. No right to sit watching your face, learning it like a poem. Oh, you must go away, please, right now. Oh, you mustn't be afraid, Miss Brown. We are alike, we two. Like two trains, halted for a moment at some mysterious station in the darkness, but we are going in different directions. We can't change our course any more than, than we can hold back the dawn. It, it is getting light, isn't it? Yes, soon they'll be waking up. The shops will open, your car will be repaired, and you will be gone forever. But to have seen you was to see the sun rise once more, to hear the enchantment of a woman's voice, to feel her nearness, the warmth of her lips. No, please. Look at your hand, Emmy. The left one. A wedding ring. Yes. I put it on your hand while you slept. It was my mother's. Oh, how sweet. Uh, Amy, I've been so terribly lonesome. Other people are lonesome too, George. And I've always known deep in my heart that someday there'd be someone waiting for me. Even at the end of the world. And is this that end of the world, Amy? And the beginning, George. Oh, Amy, my darling. See, it's going light. Morning. You were right, darling. We couldn't hold back the dawn. For here it comes at last. Yes, at last. All right, that's the first portion of uh, Hold Back the Dawn. This was a, um, a Paramount picture, 1941 Paramount picture, that Charles Boyer starred in, I believe, with Paulette Goddard. But uh, she did not reprise her role, so Vanessa Brown is playing that part. Also in the cast, Raymond Burr. Raymond Burr, along with John Daner, Gene Bates. Mitchell Lyson, who directed the movie, you heard him in the beginning there. You'll hear him again at the end on this uh, Screen Directors Playhouse, May 15, 1949. We'll get back to it in a moment. You know, um, Charles Boyer, he was often associated with the catchphrase, Come with me to the Kasbah. You've heard that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he never actually he never actually said that on film. It's sort of like Jack just, Webb. Right. You know, just, just the, the facts. facts. He never said that on um Dragnet. On, on, on Dragnet. Yeah. yeah. The other thing about uh, Charles Boyer, Chuck Jones, you know, the famous cartoon creator, he used uh, Charles Boyer's French voice and mannerisms when he created his cartoon, the skunk Pepe Le Pierre. So it was, it was all based on right. Charles Boyer. Mm-hmm. Huh? Interesting. So you learned something. Fun we'll fact. Right back. Oh. 
If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, Sam Spade, Burns and Allen, Have Gun, Will Travel, Gangbusters, and Sherlock Holmes, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Carl Amari and I co Host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. For the past uh, about 50 days, we have been talking about Bold Venture. I licensed the entire series, 78 uh, episodes, Humphrey Bogart, Lauren Bacall. And uh, we have all 78 master transcription 16-inch discs from the producer, Frederick Ziv. And I'm trying to raise the funds to transfer these discs professionally transfer them and uh, then we will send those shows to uh, the people that help us to raise the funds to transfer those 78 episodes including 18 lost episodes so no one's heard 18 of these uh, radio shows since the 50s Uh, Humphrey Bogart Lauren Bacall only starred in one radio series it was called Bold Venture And that's what we're trying to say. We're 60% of the way to our funding goal, but we only have nine days left. So um, hopefully our listeners will um, search Bold Venture Kickstarter on Google. Just go to uh, Kickstarter, Bold Venture. It'll take you right to our our Kickstarter site. You will see that we've raised um, 60% of the money. So we need another 40%. Hopefully you can help us. If you do and we and we do raise the money, we will send you the Bold Venture shows. You can get them on CD, 39 CDs, or you can get them via digital download. So check it out. There's also a lot of really fun information about the series and about Frederick Ziv and about Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall, all at this Kickstarter site. So just go to your search uh, engine and search Bold Venture Kickstarter Please help us out. We have only another eight or nine days to make this happen. Um, we've gone pretty far, 60%. We yeah. just need a little push towards the end there. So do do help us out. All right, time for the conclusion now to Hold Back the Dawn, starring Charles Boyer on the Screen Director's Playhouse. <laughs> You are listening to the Hollywood Screen Directors presentation of Hold Back the Dawn, starring Charles Boyer with Vanessa Brown, and introducing the director of the film, Mitchell Lyson. (laughs) 
Yes, George, darling, order me another drink and listen to this. It's too precious. Anna, Anita, <laughs> perhaps I should resent you reading my wife's letters aloud to me in a bar. <laughs> oh, but listen, will you? Four more weeks, darling, and then you can join me here in California and we'll be together forever. <laughs> Lovingly, darling, your wife, Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> My wife is wonderful. Never see her? Write her a few letters, call her up once or twice, and once across the border... We'll be on our merry way to New York. With a short stop in Azusa. Half an hour, you know, long enough to tell Emmy of a love that was too great to last. A mistake that was too lovely not to have been made. That she was too good and you were too low. <laughs> Half an hour, Anita. She'll brush off like a drop of rain. <laughs> oh, you swine. Everybody having a good time? Uh-oh. Inspector Hammer. Hello, folks. Hello, Escovescu. Remember me? Oh, of course. The immigration officer. Uh, how's the uh, hotel I recommended? Fifty. <laughs> How are you, Anita? How's your husband? Fine. Is he still in the cast? Cast? What cast? You mean you don't know he was hurt in a race at Santa Anita? Uh, we are divorced. No. That beautiful love match? Uh, isn't it a shame how love cools off the minute people get into the United States? Well, will you excuse me, please? I really must... From uh... now on, we're going to be very harsh on people who marry for immigration... And not for love? <laughs> well, excuse me, I just remembered uh, I must write several important letters in my room. Forgive me, please. Surprise, George! Amy! Surprise! Amy, what? What? what I, I wasn't expecting you. I know. I brought you a wedding cake. Oh, all the way from Azusa? Mother baked it. Oh, bless her. My principal gave me a week off for a honeymoon with you. He gave me the station wagon again. Bless him, too. <laughs> I'm going to stay here a whole week with you. Uh, stay here? A week? Oh, Oh, no, Well, what's no. the matter, dear? Well, I mean, I won't let you stay here. You see, it's, uh, it's horrible. I don't mind. Oh, this place is for cockroaches, for despair, for hammocks. Hammocks? Well, did I say that? Um, oh, it's a, it's a kind of a scorpion. Yes, you know, this, this is, in every respect, no place for us to begin our lives together. Oh, George. Darling, you came for a honeymoon? We'll go on a honeymoon. A whole week. George, darling, listen to the windshield wipers. Well, they're all right, aren't they? Listen to their rhythm. They seem to be saying, together, 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 together. Can you hear it? Yes, yes, I can hear it. Oh, George, there's a sweet old Mexican church. I'd like to go in for a minute, please. All right, if you like. I'm sorry if I cried in church, George. I was so happy. Oh, I'm very glad. 
George, this olive tree beside the walk. Yes? Stop here. They say if married couples shake the tree, however many olives fall, they'll have that many children. <laughs> That's a foolish legend, Amy. Then let's be foolish, George. Shake the tree. <laughs> Very well. Very well. One, two, three. Three olives. <laughs> Boys or girls? Well, this one is Joshua, after my father. This one's Helen, because I always wanted to be named Helen. I hate Emmy. And this one? What was your father's name? Gregor. He shall be Gregor. George. Yes, Amy? Kiss me. Oh, in front of the three children? <laughs> yes. So be it, Emmy. Thank you, George. Hmm. You are a curious thing. I love my husband very much. It's very strange, but kissing you just now was, was like kissing fresh snow. Oh, it's nice sleeping in the station wagon like this. Well, I'm not sure yet. Romanian I am, but gypsy I am not. It's a beauteous evening. Calm and free. The holy time is quiet as a nun. All of these evenings have been lovely. But tomorrow, our honeymoon's over. I must go back to the States. Yes, but only three more weeks apart. I wonder how the immigration authorities would like to be without their wives for three weeks. <laughs> I've seen their wives. They liked it very much. <laughs> Good night, darling. Good night, Emmy. I love my husband very much. The Esperanza again. Oh, I... Hate to see this come to an end. We'll be together again in three weeks. Now, you run up to your room and freshen up. You know you've got a five-hour drive ahead of you. I'll attend to the car for you. I'll only be a few minutes, George. All right. George! George! Anita! <laughs> Welcome back. Great news, George. We're leaving for New York and the Club Casanova just as soon as you're over the border. No, I'm not going right on to New York. The stopover in Azusa will only be a half hour, you said. It will be however long it takes. Oh, Josh. Don't tell me you like that girl. Well, let's say I like her enough not to behave like a complete swine for once in my life. I'll join you in New York when I can. No, George. I will not stand in Times Square and whistle for you. Now, listen to me. I'll buzz and rattle, George, like a rattlesnake. Anita. Don't tread on me, George. Don't tread on me. <laughs> May I come in? Of course. Who are you? You are Mrs. Escovescu? Yes, why? 
I'd like you to return my wedding ring. Well, what would I be doing with your ring? You're wearing it. This? That. It belonged to my husband's mother. <laughs> Isn't George wonderful? He always knows how to pluck a heartstring. What are you talking about? Tell me. Darling, it was all my idea. What idea? Tell me. About his marrying you, just to get across the border. You're lying. Read the engraving inside the ring. To toots for kids. Get out! No. Sit down, dear. This is going to be all about you and me and just lots of other women. And Georges and love. And immigration, darling. Immigration. Amy, may I come in? Come in, George. Well, the car is all ready to go, dear. And I've just come up to tell... George. Anita was just here. Yes? She told me everything. What did she tell you? About the ring. About all the other women. About the way you made your living. About marrying me just to get into the United States. True enough. Are you... Are you going to expose me to the immigration authorities? No. Thank you, Emmy. Always been full of words. Large, fancy words. Now, just one word. Thanks. I've always been full of words, too. Not very fancy. Now, just one word, George. Goodbye. Can't you do anything besides lie on that bed all day and smoke cigarettes and stare at the ceiling? Oh, please, please, Anita, quiet. George, you look strange. Be quiet. What are you staring at? Amy. Amy? Amy, be careful, look out. George, what's the matter? Are you sick or something? Huh? Anita, something's happened to Amy on the road. What? All at once I saw her. The car spinning and skidding, the brakes screaming. Oh, nonsense. I wonder. I wonder. <laughs> I'll go, George. No, I'll go. I'll go. Is Kovesko... Well, Inspector? I'm sorry. My wife? Tell me. My wife? There's been an accident. Oh, no. Where is she? At General Hospital, Los Angeles. I must have a car. You can't cross the border, man. Who's got a car? Anita, who can lend me a car? Flores, downstairs at the desk. Now, get out of my way. You can't crash the border, man. We'll bring you back and never let you in again. Get out of my way, I said. Yes, Doctor. How is she? Where's my wife? In here. But I must tell you, she has no will to live. Has no fight in her. No spirit. She hasn't spoken since we brought her in. Oh, is this uh, is a room? Do what you can. Yes, thank you, Doctor. Emmy. Emmy, it's George. I'm here, darling. Emmy. Do you hear me, dearest? I'm here. We're together. Remember that night, the car, the rain, the windshield wiper speaking to us. Remember? Together. 
Together. Now try to breathe. Together. 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 Remember Amy? Amy? Amy. George! No, no, no. Rest. Good morning, Mr. Iskovescu. Oh, good morning, Doctor. I was just going in to see my wife again. How is she? Uh, your seeing her yesterday worked wonders. May I go in now? Uh, certainly. Thank you, Doctor. Just a minute there, Iskovescu. Inspector Hammer. You crashed the border. I know. I came up after you. Naturally. You'll never get into the States now. Good enough. Unless I forget what I saw. If I can't remember the incident, I... Can't report it, can I? Inspector Hammond, you... Save it, save it. You're the husband of an American wife. You're made for each other. And she's in there. Don't keep an American woman waiting if Siskovescu. They don't like it. Thank you, Inspector. Good luck, Iskovescu. Amy. George, we are together. Yes, my darling. Always and forever. George. Mm. Amy, do you know, I love my wife very much. Our guests will return in just a moment. Next week, the NBC Theater indulges in a little keyhole peeping, all for the sake of laughter. As for the first time on the air, we present the Columbia Pictures comedy, Her Husband's Affairs, and our star will be Lucille Ball. And now, here are tonight's stars, Charles Boyer and Vanessa Brown and screen director Mitchell Lyson. Vanessa... You know, uh, one of the most instructive things about working with Mitchell Lyson was seeing a director become an actor. Did Mr. Lyson really act in Hold Back the Dawn? Oh, yes, in a very difficult role. He played the part of Mitchell Lyson. Probably the most abominable casting I've ever done. <laughs> Vanessa, as a director, Mitch told us that we must always be prepared to improvise something before we forget our lines. Certainly, it's the easiest thing in the world. Certainly. So... When we did the picture, Mitch very carefully memorized his part and then walked in front of the camera for our scene together. And then, do you know what happened? What? Nothing. <laughs> I forgot my lines. <laughs> well, didn't you improvise something, Mr. Lyson? Oh, only the most pained expression I've ever seen on a director's face. So you did the scene again? Oh, yes, to be precise. Five times. Look, I have only one thing to say in my defense. And that is, Mr. Lyson? Everything was the director's fault. <laughs> no, Mitch, the director was one of the finest in Hollywood. Good night. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. And good night to you, Charles Boyer, Vanessa Brown, and Mitchell Lyson.
Hold Back the Dawn was presented to the courtesy of Paramount Pictures, whose current release is the Technicolor production Streets of Laredo, starring William Holden, William Bendix, and McDonald Carey, having its world premiere in Laredo, Texas, tomorrow night. Vanessa Brown will soon be seen in the Paramount William Wyler production, The Heiress. Mitchell Lyson's current production is Bride of Vengeance, starring Paulette Goddard, John Lund, and McDonald Carey. Included in tonight's cast were Raymond Burr, John Daner, and Gene Bates. Hold Back the Dawn was adapted for radio by Milton Geiger, and original music was composed and conducted by Henry Russell. Production was under the supervision of Howard Wiley, associate producer Bill Karn. Your announcer has been Frank Barton. Listen again next week when the NBC Theater presents... Screen Director's Assignment, Production, Her Husband's Affairs, Director, S. Sylvan Simon, Star, Lucille Ball. The NBC Theater came to you from Hollywood. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Bing. Bong dong. What was the last one? <laughs> Bing bong what? Ding bong dong. Dong. <laughs> that is uh, the screen director's playhouse. Hold back the dawn with Charles Boyer. Uh, broadcast from May 15, 1949 with uh, Mitchell Lyson, the uh, guest screen director there. Hope you enjoyed that. It is time for Sarah Knight Adamson, she's Hollywood 360's national movie critic, and each week she reviews a new film release. Sarah, take it away. Hi, Carl, and hello to all of our listeners out there. Tonight, I'm going to review the movie Priscilla that's playing now in theaters. Writer and director Sofia Coppola's new biographical drama Priscilla explores Priscilla Presley's relationship with her husband, Elvis Presley. They met when Priscilla was in ninth grade and only 14 years old. Elvis Presley was 24. He was serving in the army in Germany, where Priscilla's family was also stationed. Hi. What's your name? Priscilla Boyer. You like Elvis Presley? Of course. Who doesn't? What are the kids listening to these days? Bobby Darren, Fabian, and you. <laughs> Kaylee Spaney stars as Priscilla. Jacob Eldery stars as Elvis. The film is based on the 1985 memoir, Elvis and Me, by Priscilla Presley. She also serves as an executive producer. Just what is the intent here, Mr. Presley? You got women throwing themselves at you. Why my daughter? Well, sir, I happen to be very fond of your daughter. She's much more mature than her age. 21! The bottom line, I'm in. Three and a half stars out of four. Priscilla gives us an inside look at the life of a young teen girl living with a man 10 years older who's also, uh, yeah, a worldwide famous singer and actor. You know, I find Sofia Coppola's filmmaking style like a breath of fresh air. Here she's created a dreamy yet serious film of reflection of Priscilla Presley's life. It's a sad cautionary film, yet one can see why Priscilla Presley has devoted her life in preserving Graceland. I'm Sarah Knight Adamson, your national film and TV critic for Sarah's Backstage Pass. Check out my website for reviews and interviews. See you next week. Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond, 
I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me. Listen now. Search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. So, Lisa, next week we're going to listen to all Thanksgiving shows. So I thought we'd end tonight with a Thanksgiving show. Great. Great Gildersleeve. Plus, we're going to play Learning the Lyrics. That's right. Songs that begin with the letter R. Anything R. come to mind? Um, Rock and Roll High School. I didn't that a, choose that one. If uh, I knew what it was, I may have. Um, run, run, run. Run, run, run. Run, run, run. So your daddy takes your T-bird away. It's No, that's not right. the well, We'll see what happens. Stick around. Hi, this is Suzanne Newman, host of the Answers for Elders podcast and radio show. We are the North Star that guides you through the complicated journey of senior care with trusted experts in money, law, living solutions, and more. So join us on this station, your favorite podcast channel, or just go to AnswersForElders.com. Meet the Way Showers who will help your journey go a lot easier.